Welcome to True Kinship with Animals, where we believe we all do better when all creatures do better. I'm Janet Roper, and each week I share stories and suggestions with you on how to deepen your relationship with animals, moving you from ownership to true kinship, one animal at a time. This podcast is brand new, and your help getting it off the ground is ever so much appreciated. If you enjoy this podcast and find my work helpful, if you have been inspired or informed or have discovered your work has opened to new possibilities because of the podcast, consider supporting my work by making a financial contribution or shopping my wish list. For your convenience, you will find those links on the show page. Your support helps this podcast grow and makes my work sustainable. I can't do it without you. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you a story my guides told me that I was to share with all. It's the story about how eons ago we were in true kinship with animals, how that was lost, and how it is now returning. But first, some background on true kinship, animism, and the lens that I use as I talk about this. Being in true kinship with animals is a way of showing up in life for animals in a way that is contrary to the conventional relationship we have established with them over the centuries. It's about moving from ownership to kinship, from an egocentric to an ecocentric view of the world. It's non-traditional, revolutionary, and a life-changing way to be. At the heart of true kinship is animism. I define animism as an awareness of what is beyond myself, the belief that everything has a soul, is connected, and because of that connection, it is possible to be in true kinship with each other. It also means that every being has its own agency or autonomy. In Season 1, Episode 4 of this podcast, you'll find out more about animism. If you haven't listened to it already, I invite you to go there and give it a listen. Before I became aware of animism and true kinship and how they afford basic dignity to all, I worked as an animal communicator for decades. At that time, I saw my job as being the translator between the two species, helping each one understand the other better. At the beginning of my career, I was tickled pink that I could talk to animals in an intuitive way, and by doing that, I was helping animals. My thought process at the time was, how cool is that? Seriously. As I worked with more clients, both human and animal, I realized it wasn't just about the animal, but about the animal and the humans. And then I realized that it wasn't just about the animals and the humans, but this work also affected me. In other words, it was the relationship between all of us that was the connector. That was both a shock and an eye-opener for me. But in hindsight, it makes perfect sense when you look at it through an animistic lens. While some people consider connecting intuitively and working with animals through communication a spiritual journey and separate from daily physical life, I don't. Life encompasses all, so that from my perspective, it's a way of life and it's the way that life was created to be. At this point, you may be wondering if an animistic slash true kinship relationship is so natural, how do we get separated from it? That's a good question for sure, folks. The rupture of our animistic connection to the world is rooted in colonization, which deliberately destroyed our ecocentric relationship with the natural world and purposely imposed an egocentric relationship on us. That egocentric relationship is alive and well today, and so pervasive that we continue to use it daily for survival. More on that in future episodes. The truth is, all of us, animal and human alike, have a shared reality here in the physical world, and it is in the grounded physical world where we meet, create our relationships, and do our work together. 
Having said that, in the work I do, there are definitely times when I'm connected to guides and spirits who are not in our physical world. I view those connections as receiving guidance and help from those who are not of our world, yet who are willing to help us. When connected with them, I understand my role as one of messenger, bringing the information back and putting it into action here for the betterment and well-being of all. For me, animism is what makes it possible to do this. Coming up, I'm going to be sharing with you a story about listeners and how we're slowly beginning to move back to an ecocentric perspective and our relationship with animals. But first, time for a short break. A heartfelt thank you to those who have contributed to the growth of this podcast. Your support, whether financially, liking, sharing, or leaving a comment, translates into appreciation of the work I do and how it is able to show up in the world. This helps me accept the fullness of my dream of true kinship with animals and acknowledges you as a kindred spirit with that dream. I'm asking you to continue helping as I carry on sharing this dream with the world at large. If you have ever found my work helpful, if this podcast has inspired or informed you or expanded possibilities in your world, now is the time to help the true kinship with animals dream continue to unfold into reality. Making a financial contribution, shopping my wish list, sharing, liking, or leaving a comment on the show page are deeply appreciated ways to show your continued support. For your convenience, the link to make a financial contribution supporting this podcast is found on the show page. Thank you for your continued support, Kindred Spirits. I cannot do this work without you. And now it's story time. This is an example of how I work with guides and spirits beyond our physical world and return with information for the well-being of all. I was explicitly told to pass this story on. It's not a story for one, it is a story for all. And I hope that you will pass this story on to those that you know too. Get cozy and comfortable and let's begin. Once upon a time, long ago, in a different time and in a different place, far away from what your memory can bring forward today, there was a little girl who spoke to animals. This was not unusual in her culture nor was it unusual in the world and the times in which she lived. Everyone was a listener who talked to animals. They talked to the stones, the trees, the water, the air, everything. And everything answered the human creatures. This was a time of connection and community, a time of pulling all creation into the circle of one, the circle of light, the circle of love, and the circle of life. This little girl named Ashkastanska had a gift of communication that went far beyond the everyday worlds. The other humans spoke with the creatures and the elements. Ashkastanska had the ability to listen deeply to what the creatures were saying. She listened to the essence of the creatures, the essence of the elements. She listened to their very souls, their very spirits. She gave all she connected with the gift of feeling accepted, of being heard, of feeling at one with all, and feeling at one with themselves. She listened to those who weren't heard, to those no others would or could listen to. She listened with a depth that went beyond the ordinary, with a depth of clarity that few others of her time chose to use. She spoke rarely, instead inviting those with whom she came in contact with to enter into her circle of listening. Those that did came out changed, 
some in small ways, some in large ways. But they were all changed because of Ashkin Sanska's listening. One day, Ashkin Stanska was in a grove of trees, listening to the creatures, the elements, and what the earth had to tell her. This was not a loud, cacophonous sound. It was the rustling of the leaves, the low breath of the trees, the sighing of the water, the thrum, thrum, thrum of the stones and boulders, the singing of the animals. All created a rich tapestry of sound, layer upon layer of beautiful song. Each layer fit with the others, as though it was meant to be, which indeed it was. While listening to the different threads of the sound, Ashkastanska began to pick out a sadness among some of the lines. The trees, beautiful in their wind dance, sung a song of sadness. Fewer and fewer humans were listening to their beautiful tales and stories, stories that would help people stand firm, yet bend and dance with the winds that pass through their lives. The animals, a full choir of barks, howls, growls, meows, roars, bubblings, rumblings, and twitterlings, sang a song of sadness. Soon people will no longer listen to us. We will be seen simply as dumb animals who are at their service and who have no wisdom, courage, knowledge, or valor to call our own. The thrum, thrum, thrum of the rocks and the boulders began to still until their deep, beautiful vibrations no longer shored the sounds of the others. The others' songs became lost without the deep vibrations of the stones to anchor their tunes. Sounds were stilled to the point of exhaustion. The beautiful symphony of life had stopped. The beautiful symphony of the world was no longer. Ashkin Stanska heard the change in the world. She heard the stillness of the creatures descend and a curtain of silence envelop the world, except for the humans. The humans talked more and more and louder and louder and faster and faster in their desperate need to fill in the silent void that now lay upon the earth. They learned they could not, with their voices alone, fill the emptiness that now covered the earth in a death shroud of silence. In trying to fill the empty space where the creatures and the animals once joyously spoke and sang, filling the world with beautiful sounds of connection, the humans became desperate, yelling and shouting and screaming until no other human heard another human. The sound was deafening, yet nothing was being said. The world was a desert waiting for the listeners to return. And that is where the world is today. It is not necessary to wait any longer for the listeners have begun to return. You are a listener. You are Ash Constanska back and again in life form to listen to the creatures and elements who are not heard. You have eons and eons of experience of listening to those who are not heard. It is time to bring that experience to the forefront and to listen the way back to harmony. In doing that, you do your part of restoring the natural balance of the earth, the balance that only the participation of all creatures and elements can restore. This is your story. Your perception of yourself will be expanding. As you begin to connect with the animals, true kinship will be restored to earth, and the void will again be filled by the beautiful sounds of all. Many thanks for joining me today. If you liked what you have heard, you can support this podcast by making a financial contribution, leaving a comment, giving the show a like, a follow, and or a share. Your support of this podcast with a financial contribution or by shopping my wish list makes my work sustainable and encourages me to keep on going. You will find those links at my website, JanetRoper.com, and also for your convenience on the show page. Thank you for listening and keep moving towards true kinship. Just for today, remember, we all do better when all creatures do better. Until next week, take good care.